1: This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina.
2: And joined, as I am every Thursday, by the Minnesota Maniac. It's not even a fair name to call him, but he's, he's in Minnesota. He's in Minneapolis. Fox 9, Minneapolis, Pierre Nugent here on the triple option. Uh, It is pick'em day. And I will say right off the bat, uh, Pierre has really no shot at losing this thing. Unless you suffer somehow a massive open head wound and don't get it treated and just walk in and be like, ah, picking Boston College. So... What am I looking at here, Jack? Oh, that's uh, just a, a really close zoom. Okay, there we go. That was strange. It uh, wasn't live, Paul. I know. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> just threw me for a loop for a second. Um, but Pierre, you're here. Welcome aboard. Um, not as many big, huge matchups this week to talk about as there were a week ago, but there are some really interesting ones and we'll start with Oregon and Washington, but you are dominating Pickham, And you even before we started this podcast, were like, look, I, I have to cover a lot of pro sports here. You know, I do cover Minnesota, but you know, there's, you know, as far as the whole country, I'm not as plugged in as I was. I think you were BSing me.
3: I I have no idea how we've gotten to this point. And forgive me if I if I'm sounding, you know, a little bit like Barry White finding a little bit of a chest cold here. But uh I I have um I have no idea how we've gotten to this point. I have to be honest with you. There were some games I felt confident about, like, and I watch enough college football to feel good about some of these picks, but there are some where I was just like, yeah, you know, I might as well toss a coin. And if you go back to last week, I was just thinking about this because I was keeping track on Saturday, how I ended up four and one. And my only loss being the Texas OU
2: game. Yeah, I
3: have no idea.
2: Yeah, I have no idea how that happened. I I went one in four. Oh, and uh, so did Levi. And that means for the first time, I will have to endure a punishment. We're going to push them all to Halloween and do Very them all young. together. Levi and I will have to dress up in Halloween costumes, which I think now since we both have to do it should be. Uh, themed like they should be together like yeah like a duo um 100 100%. yeah 100 a joint
3: punishment if you will
2: yeah so if we're gonna do the same one together then i do think that we should be like i mean i'm gonna throw this out and it's gonna get nixed because it's too cool but like batman and robin (laughs) although this body in a batman costume is ostensibly hilarious
3: is that, is that, is that the, are you revealing what
2: you're going no. no, with, no. Right? I'm, I'm going to okay. let, I'm going to let you guys okay. pick it. I'm, I mean, okay. like I will, I will have Levi and I will have vetoes on it, but okay, like, okay. we're not going to just be like, Oh yeah, we'll, you know, not going to totally humiliate ourselves, but you know, pick something that goes together. But my, my choice would be Batman and Robin, but I, I'll tell you, if you saw this coming at you as Batman, they're like, Oh, just. Just wait a minute. He'll get tired. <laughs>
3: if it, if it is Batman, if it is Batman 2, I have to insist it, uh, insist on it being the Adam West Batman, <laughs> uh, version of Batman. It's yeah. got to be that one. It has yeah. to
2: be that one. <laughs> yes, that would be great. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I can I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna throw that at like I like the what's that Oprah crap? The secret where you just put it out in the universe. And then it happens for you. So like if you want a new job, you just say, I want a new job. You don't necessarily have to do anything about it. You just right. say it. You're you announce your intention to the universe, not even to a person. Like, you know. Just just speak it into existence. Yeah. Just s- manifest it into existence. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna try to do here. Just here we go. It's in the universe, and it's it's probably gonna wind up like, you know. a a cow and a chicken or something like that, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that'd be great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, let's start with the big one of the week. You, um, as a displaced West coaster, uh, probably have some appreciation for the, uh, this Oregon and Washington rivalry and you're from, uh, Northern California. So you, you, I am just assuming that, you know, uh, plenty of people who are alums of each of these universities and how serious they, they take this one and this one now moving over a conference, but real college football playoff implications on the table for this right. one on Saturday, which there were for Texas and OU, but everybody was waiting to see on OU. OU proved that they belong in the conversation now fifth ranked in the country. These two teams have been in the conversation since the jump and one of them will take a huge step forward with a win on Saturday.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it, and this to me is the game of the week. Yeah, uh, I'd be hard pressed to find a better game to to look through the calendar and, and decide which one you want to watch the most. This has to be at the top of the list because Bo Nix is as advertised for quarterbacks around the, uh, college football, and to me, he is he's in that. I know I know a lot of people talk about the Caleb Williams and the Drake Mays, but but Bo Nix has got to be in that discussion, doesn't he? I mean, I think he's that type of caliber quarterback. I know, maybe not as Sparkly as the Caleb Williams of, of the world, but and, and we'll find out. I don't want to tip my hand too early, at, and, but at the risk of doing so, you know, I, Oregon to me ha- is about as sound as a football team out there right now. And it's been a while; I can't even recall the last time I've seen these two match up when they were both ranked inside the top ten. I'd have to do a I, little research it, on that, but it hasn't
2: happened in a very long time. Yeah, it's a been long been.
3: time. Yeah. So this, I mean, this this game has all the makings of being an instant classic of Washington. I mean, no, Hey, no slouch are the Huskies. I mean, I'm not sitting here coming in here and saying, well, I like Oregon to come in and win by 10 or something like that. No, that's not what I'm saying. But um, you know, I, Washington's a, a terrific football team. Something about Oregon though, Paul, when you watch them play, yeah, just something about them that I just, the way they just <laughs> rolled over uh, Colorado, which I know that, you know, I, I'm not putting all the stock in one game, but uh, Oregon to me is is a fun team to watch. Yeah. I like to my eye on the Ducks.
2: You know, I um I like Washington's fantastic and they've they've blown uh everybody out but Arizona uh, a couple weeks ago when they, they played them. And Arizona is knocking on the door of, of beating somebody. Like, they are yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they are knocking on the door of doing that. Uh, so Arizona's the best team they've played because they blew out Cal. They blew out Michigan State, which I believe was the week that Mel Tucker got fired, uh, or yeah. at least I, got suspended. So I think that's correct. Yes. Yeah, they played Tulsa and they played Boise State. Now, on the surface – as a college football fan, I'm not mad at that non-conference schedule, especially the the first three. But you know, sometimes you get that. Like, I remember, and I hit, you know, I use Florida State references all the time because it's the only thing I love. Uh, no, but uh, the, the uh, Florida State in 2014 had this fantastic non-conference schedule and um, kind of struggled the way through it. And they lost to Oregon in the, in the Rose Bowl that year in the first CFP. But um, there were people talking about how they hadn't beat anybody and they're like, and I'm like looking at the schedule, like, well, it's not their fault that the teams that they scheduled, which normally when you play Oklahoma state and Notre Dame and like all these people like, Oh, that's a great non-conference game. Florida was bad that year. Like, you know, you have three great non-conference games and then, you Know they all wind up sucking, like it's not, yeah, it's not Washington's fault. They have a fantastic quarterback, and Michael Penix Jr., uh, sure. f- uh, former big tenor himself at Indiana, seems to have made a great life decision in, in going to Washington, uh, especially with those receivers, Romeo Dunze and Jalen McMillan. Uh, they've got just skill position players out the wazoo. They are. They're really fantastic and fun to watch. And I think, like, when it comes down to NFL scouts, if you were to rate who's going to project more into the NFL, it might be Michael Penix Jr. over Bo Nix. Although, Bo Nix, since he, you know, hooked up with Oregon, and Kenny Dillingham, who's now at, at Arizona State, but Will Stein, he's become a guy who is, in the moment, like such a fun quarterback, like this is the time you got to go make a big play. The end of halves, he's fun to watch because they could just t- take the reins off him. Go, all right, you know, go do some crazy Bo Nick stuff. And he does it. He's so, he's so ridiculously fun to watch.
3: Yeah, he really is. And, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, I'm already looking at this game and I'm thinking to myself, oh man, I am hammering whatever, the, whatever, I haven't even looked at the total, whatever the total is hammer the over. I, this this game has all the makings of of a big time instant classic shootout type of game, and like you mentioned, I mean so much is at stake for the winner here. Moving ahead, you know, to the Pac twelve, you know, you got the inside track on the Pac twelve championship uh, championship game uh, appearance. So um, th- this one, to me, it Paul is. It's the one. this is the game of the weekend, and I for one, can't wait to see it.
2: Washington is a three point favorite because they are at home. I think that's yeah, the fair. that's the that's the favorite The over under uh, is sixty
3: six Wow, that's actually a little higher than I would have thought, but something tells me I still might eyeball that over
2: total. well, look if it's thirty eight to thirty five there you you yeah. hit it, right? so that's it. Yeah, so it's 35-30. Uh you didn't. But <laughs> is it is this a game? Does this does that mean, you know, is this the game
3: where we kind of say to each other first to 40 wins this game? I, it feels I mean, that way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it might be. Uh because, you know, look, Oregon's played much better defense this year. Um you know, that shutting down that Colorado offense was kind of something special because yeah. Even though I thought that game was going to be a blowout, never in my wildest dreams did I think that Oregon would hold Colorado's offense to six. Because I thought they had, you know, even in a game like that, this Colorado team, if they have another one, you know, they're going to like, well, that's how it wound up with USC. USC jumped out to a big lead. And then all of a sudden, Colorado breaks off a couple big plays and right. they're kind of right back in the game. I never thought they were going to be in the game with Oregon because. Dan Landing took that game really seriously, but yeah, he did. Only giving up six points, you know, running a fake punt at your own nineteen yard line or whatever he did—like those kind of things completely took the wind out of uh, of Colorado's sails. And I think that's kind of who Oregon is. Like they are, if they can get their if their hooks in you early, they can kind of crush you. But Washington can give as good as they get. So uh, this is this is maybe the most exciting game in this rivalry. Possibly ever, and they say it like I just <laughs> I just see George Klyovkov. just sitting in his like in his house in Montana, like pouring himself a scotch and being like, oh, "Stupid." <laughs> <laughs> I, you
3: know, you touched on it a second ago too, because I, I was just thinking back to that Colorado game all week long, leading into that game, and and the kind of smack talk that we heard from Oregon, and especially from a coaching perspective too, really raised my eyebrows again. I said. You want to, you want to poke the bear again with coach prime. I'm, I'm surprised that they would go that route and to not only do it, but to back it up and back it up in a big way that told me a lot about that team. And they're ready for any moment. They're ready for any opponent and they're ready for the spotlight. And I kind of like the moxie that Oregon played with in that week and how it carries over into the rest of the season. So uh, that's why again, not trying to tip my hand too early, but that's why I've I've got my eye on the ducks this yeah. week.
2: Yeah. It's, is it, it's not because you are a fan being in Minneapolis. You are a fan of any mighty ducks. Are you? And you just.
3: That, that, that fandom came long before I stepped foot in this <laughs> state, which by the way, it, it is cold and gray yet again. Uh, that's what I attribute my, uh, my sinuses to this week. So we fell off a cliff temperature wise here. I hope it's very nice down in Texas.
2: Oh, look, it's actually, it's, it's quite, it's cloudy today, but it's been quite lovely all week. Oh, so, that's, I'm so glad to hear it. Yeah. So glad. I haven't uh, walked outside and said the F word once.
3: <laughs> well, oh, hey, that's a great start to the day. Yeah. You know, As that a, is an absolutely fantastic start to the day.
2: Yeah. As opposed to all summer long, like oh, depending man. on like how many degrees it was over a hundred for each one got a different F bomb, like a, a, another one. Like, so
3: I. This is this is the maybe we'll do this at the end of the season, but it, it's like, w- would you rather the the summertime in Texas or would you rather the wintertime in Minnesota? Well, maybe I think something we'll have to to come up with. It's not
2: even that. a debate for me.
3: I, I'm not for, it's not for me.
2: I'd rather have the summertime in Texas. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
3: it's not even not even a second thought.
2: Because look, even though it's so so hot outside, there are periods during the day where you can like go get in a pool and Correct. cool off a little bit, as opposed to where it gets so cold in Minnesota you can't leave. No. And if you do guess what happens, Paul, you might die. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, there's no die. No. Um, so yeah, I, uh, no, I, I, uh, I would like, I've had the same debate. Like, would you rather go through a hurricane or a tornado? I'll tell you, I'll tell you hurricane every time because, um, you know, God's nice enough to tell you when a hurricane is coming. <laughs> like, Correct. He gives fair. you advance warning. So wow, what a what a fair point that is. I never even thought of it that way. As as opposed to a tornado, where and you look, you've been in local news in this part yes. of the country. So yes. like when a tornado happens, um, there's just one guy in charge who's like, hey. Uh, so I actually have to do my job today and <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you guys, uh, hatches yeah, sit there and listen to me like, you know, while I tell you if you can leave like the, the room under the stairs or not, yes, like that's, correct. that's how it is. And yes, I did just take a shot at meteorologists there. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: hey, you know, I, they. I, here's the thing. I like to take shots at our meteorologists At our shot sometime from time to time. So like, Oh, you're working today. Oh, interesting. Like yeah. I, you could have ran the same forecast yesterday and not even showed up to work. Nobody would have known the difference. You
2: know, uh, I was in Hawaii this summer for my wedding and honeymoon. And yeah. I watched that guy. You want know who the happiest SOB in the world is a Hawaiian weatherman. Like, yeah. Oh, n- the, there's, there's no comparison. I mean, what, how do you land that job? Yeah. I don't like you just. And the thing is, he goes up there, he's got his Hawaiian shirt on, you know, and he, you know, he points like, oh, here it is. The high is 82 and the low is 75 and of afternoon showers perhaps, you know, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, And then occasionally, you know, again, everybody gets severe weather, but you know, that's one or two days out of 365 a year for him. And look, you were just in San Diego. That guy almost has the oh, same job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, and it was
3: like my uh, I, I used to my my dream still to this day is, you know, people thought I got in the sports broadcasting business to be, you know, this big famous sports broadcaster. No, my goal the entire time has try has been trying to parlay this job into a game show host gig. Oh, yeah, uh, because that is absolutely the dream job. But after that it is absolutely Hawaiian meteorologist, one thousand percent. Yeah,
2: game show host gig has gotten tougher though. Pierre has Be- it. You because think so? Here is why. If you look at all the game shows, uh, and I think Drew Carey started this. I am going to blame Drew Carey, even though he's really good at his job. Uh, yeah, I, well, it, you,
3: there, you and I disagree there, but oh
2: well. You are. I know. I am sure you are a Bob no. Barker guy, as am I. Correct. but Correct. I. Correct. Uh, I like Drew. I think he's done a good job. Like he's. Okay. He has a hard job replacing a guy who like made Imagine. a. Sh- yeah, but he made a show that kind of is stupid. Like, tell yeah. me, tell me how much this can of beans cost and win a car into something that's like, oh my God. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> the, the utter shock and, and surprise that Drew Carey brings, I will give it, to you. I'll give you that one. That, yeah. That's another so, one that he brings. But
2: out. now it's all like at, like they have a new pressure luck, which is one of the favorite yes. ones I had, but it's Elizabeth Thanks. You know, um, well, I'm a big fan of, by the way, yes. a big
3: fan of Elizabeth Banks. I think she's terrific,
2: but again, she's an, an act like Alec Baldwin's hosted a, a, yeah, a game no, show. And, no. um, you know, so now it's all, you know, a David Spades hosting one, like eh. yeah. Meredith
3: Vieira's hosting some, I forget what that game show she's hosting too. And uh, yeah, stop with the celebrities already. Okay. Yeah. Regular Yahoo's like me who have worked their you know
2: whole lives to get to this point. How about you just throw us right. a bone? You know my favorite Super Bowl Radio Row interview—it's in the top five ever—was Mark Summers from Double really? Dare. Yes, yes, Double Dare, yes. and um, um, not Iron Chef. Uh, ooh. Well, he was on like one of the cooking channel, like right. kicked it off, and yeah. I asked him about this, like this very question about it. I, and we'll get to college football in a second, but it was no. fascinating. And I like jokingly said, like, you know, like you know, when ex presidents, like from different parties, like retire, they become friends because they, they, they can only talk about certain things together. Like, right. you know, the reason that George Bush and Bill Clinton are friends now is because like they, like, they can't just like, I could be friends with George Bush and be like, you know, what really stressed me out was when I had to send troops to war and I'm like, <laughs> uh, I had a dentist appointment. That was a son of a bitch the other day. You know, like I I can't, I can't, I can't can't say the same thing. So I asked him, I said, is that the same way with game show hosts?" He goes, he goes, I'm not even making this up. He's like, I had dinner with Pat Sajak right before I came here and we were talking about game show stuff. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs)
3: That I would, uh, to be a fly on the wall at that dinner conversation. I know everybody listening right now. Yes, we've gone off the rails, but man, to, to be a fly on the wall for that hey, conversation.
2: Here's the other thing. I then said, well, like, do you like, like wink Martindale and like, do you guys get together and like play poker? And he's like, I mean, yeah, we have, I was like, <laughs> man, <laughs> uh,
3: I wonder, I wonder what Chuck Woolery's doing this, these days. I said you know? like, like, what
2: was Chuck Woolery like, you know, like all these things. You know, Richard Dawson's dead, but he was yeah. the oh. dude on The Family Feud. So. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like The Family Feud is Steve Harvey. Comedian. Oh, my, my number one show. My but, favorite show on television, by the way. But he is fantastic at that job. Fantastic. He's the best. perfect for it. He's the perfect best. for it. Um, they had a bunch of other, like, Louie Anderson was really good at it. I met him in Minneapolis, by the way. Don Hurley, I thought, was pretty good at it, too. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. The, yeah. we. This could be this could be just one day. We'll just do a segment off the rails. Yeah. In the yeah, offseason. Absolutely. Where we, we power rank game show hosts. 100%. Oh, God. Sign <laughs> me up for that, yeah. please. No, I've I'm, got some thoughts on that. I'll tell you what yeah okay where do you put and just so i can i can workshop this like jeff probst and phil from the amazing race okay yeah
3: it's funny okay because i've never seen a single episode of survivor funny enough but i watched the amazing race religiously i so much so to our like so do i can i get on that show could i get on that show could we do it together look at that look at what we've got man We've my, got a tag team champion right my, here for, my, for Amazing Race.
2: My wife and I t- have talked about it, but I don't want to like. I don't want us to be you and I wouldn't argue like that.
3: No, no, we really wouldn't. We would just uh, we would just need our sleep, and then yeah. and as long as we're getting our sleep, we're good to go. Yeah, we'll be fine. We're good to go. Yeah, we would be I'm great. Putting, I'm putting Phil up up there, not probably in the upper echelon.
2: But very, very he's smooth. Hope. He's smooth. Yeah, he, yep, he's, yeah, I would agree. He's very smooth. I agree All right. You know who else is, is, uh, is smooth so far? North Carolina. Yeah. What a, what a Boom. segue. That, the segue of the day right there. They play Miami, who Pierre yep. is coming off. And I've talked about this with the other co host this week, but the most humiliating loss in their history. And I'm not like, They were living ball, like Florida State blew them out last year. You know, um, they lost to Middle Tennessee State and Duke in like back to back weeks last year, very badly. And Georgia Tech humiliated them last week because of the way that that happened. I think this is going to be a really good game because I think Mario Cristobal and his staff are going to be so locked in, (laughs) like so very locked in. Now, the opposite of that would be they're so in their heads about Georgia Tech that they like overcoach maybe a little bit uh, as yep. opposed to last week where they totally undercoached in the wrong moment. <laughs> so uh, we'll see there, but I do think this is going to be a good one. And this is going to be, all right, North Carolina is hosting this game. Miami's Miami's going to have a chip on their shoulder about trying to prove that they are actually good and that last week was yep. a total fluke and not to, you know, not to pay attention to what happened, but <laughs> Tess Walker is going to be full speed in this game that they they just got back from the, you know, uh,
5: void the, the, he was stuck
2: into the NCAA, whatever the, it was. Whatever you want to call it, yeah. Yeah, so he's back. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm just getting so excited. Uh, <laughs> but I think this is one of the more interesting games of the week. I
3: When you texted me uh, to kind of give me the lowdown of what's ahead on the podcast today, before I even read the text message and I saw this from you, I thought for sure, for sure that we, you, it was going to say, Pierre, we're doing 45 full minutes on Mario Cristobal's <laughs> absolute blunder so you could talk about Miami just absolutely wetting the bed in a situation where that absolutely blew everyone's minds. I wasn't watching the game live, but I got three text messages from people. They said, tell me you just saw what happened in Miami. I said, no, no, I didn't. And I went and I looked at, I read what happened on Twitter or X now, sorry. And then, and then I went to go see the highlight of what happened. And I stood there Mouth agape in complete and utter disbelief of what I just saw. I don't understand. And, and in my head, you know how sometimes we do things? We try to take our mind into the minds of a college football coach or a coach of It's like, let me try to rationalize this and understand why maybe he would have gone with this approach. And for the life of me, I could come up with zero excuse and zero yeah. reason for this to happen. Even if you want to run the ball, you got to tell your running back, like, eh, don't even try to hit the hole. Maybe just run laterally and just kind of, you know, if you don't see anything, just just slide. Just slide yeah. and, and take a loss. Don't even try to hit the hole. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what was Mario possibly thinking in this situation that could
2: justify this decision? And I couldn't come up with a single he, answer he, for you. Here's the thing. He was not thinking. Like, no, that's where ahead. it was. He was not thinking. He was just... He and Shannon Dawson, his offensive coordinator, were just going. And, you know, like the, the thing about the – and he's, he did it before at Oregon. I keep saying, like, he did it before. Oregon lost to Stanford because of the same kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, here he is again. He learned nothing from that. I – it does speak to the whole, like, coach, quarterback, like, culture thing that Tyler Van Dyke wasn't like uh, – no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. 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 Maybe we should run something else here, Coach. You know. You ever heard of victory formation? I hear
2: it's. A, I hear it's a, the best play we can use. I mean, my thought is they've done it before. Like it's not like yeah. you know, like he. You know, he's like, hey, um, you know, this is they. They used that last time out. We've got them right where we wanted to get them. We right. don't. We don't need to put any any extra sauce on this. We can just yeah. Um, leave with our lives beating a team that's, you know, we were supposed to be by much more. Let's just get out right. and restart. And then here you have Georgia tech, then go right down the field. And, um, you know, you just weren't. Yeah, like With in no
5: 25
3: seconds. With no, timeout seconds. With, yeah, no timeout seconds. with no timeouts. It's unbelievable. Actually, like, and, and, you know, I'm dating myself here a little bit, but it reminded me a little bit of this episode of coach and kids. Coach was a TV show, uh, starring Craig T. Nelson back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it was a, an episode where coach d- what didn't get much sleep the night before the game, barely slept a wink. And then he's essentially sleepwalking through the game and calls a timeout in the most critical, crucial of times. And they don't have any timeouts remaining. Yeah. He calls a timeout. He sleepwalks. And then it's like, what are you doing? We don't have any timeouts left. It, it was that kind of just mystifying blunder. that
2: yeah. all made for TV. If, if Craig T. Nelson can do it, if coach Hayden Correct. coach Hayden Fox. Yes. Um yeah, if he can do it, then everybody can, I guess. Was that the one like they just had the baby? I think it was the
3: la- I am pretty sure that was later on. Okay. Yeah, I think that was a later on episode okay. of coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I think so.
2: Yeah. Um but no, yeah, yeah, that that that's a great analogy for it. Is it yeah. just was and um yeah, I look I would love to come up and and barbecue Miami for this. Except right. two years ago, Florida State lost to Jacksonville State, and Mike Norvell's answer to it was like, "Well, they had a timeout, and we didn't, like we were gonna we kind of played our base defense because we wanted to make sure that we could you know not let them use that timeout." Like, man, if if they got that play off and still had at least a second left while you tackled them in, like you know, more power to them because there's only like seven seconds left when they went back and they, they were lined up in man and not, you know, prevent knowing the only thing, the only thing Jacksonville state can do here is this one thing. That's all you have to stop. And so, yeah, it was, I'm I'm not going to make fun. I do know like, because Mike Norvell, he probably in certain circles has not washed that off yet. He's going to have to win the ACC, and then it will. And Mario Cristobal is going to have to do some things because it will always be with him.
3: Could you imagine, and I'm not sitting here saying that I think that would be Miami's only loss of the season, but could you imagine if that ended up being Miami's only loss of the season somehow? Yeah. Could you just possibly imagine? Yeah. That would just be... I, I can't even believe, you know, because he's going to have to—he's going to have to hear about this the rest of the season. Not only the rest of the season, but for God knows how long after after this season.
2: But look, if it is their only loss, it means they would have beaten North Carolina this week. It means they yeah. would—they um, would beat Louisville, uh, who is yeah. a, a surprise team, uh, yeah. and it means they would have beaten Florida State. So they might wind up in the, and then then they would have won the ACC, and they would beaten Clemson. So like, you right. know, it, like yeah.
3: It, that that would be a, in terms of a resume loss. I, I don't know how much that would hurt them in the end. With all the teams that you just mentioned, if they do end up beating them, but I mean, can you, what if you know? What if it keeps them on the outs? What just yeah. depending on how everything cha- shapes up? What if that's the loss that
2: keeps them outside of the top four? Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah, insane. And see, here's the great news about the twelve-team playoff is that if you've got a good team and your coach brain farts. Yes. It, it, if it's only one brain fart, then you can overcome right. it. But na- like that's that's why that's the one thing I, I think that I hope the people who are um, opponents to the 12 team playoff understand that like I I know that you're like oh the regular season is so important. Well like it is and it's not in that like there are some teams that you can just count out in October. This makes November way more important. Like when you were down the stretch. So yeah, I think I think That's what'll make it better. All right, one more game to talk about before we go to the break. Um, USC and Notre Dame. Notre Dame is the favorite in this game, a three-point favorite at home. The over-under is 60. That is probably more of an indictment on USC's putrid defense than Notre Dame's offense, but I do think that Audric Estime probably has a really good game because they're not stopping the run there and that Notre Dame maybe controls it a little bit more, but Caleb Williams exists. This one's interesting in South Bend. Notre Dame... Uh, got physically manhandled by Louisville, like they really did. Louisville was ready for that, uh, and and kind of announced their presence with authority uh, in that game at yeah. home, uh, which is Louisville's not a place you want to play at night when they're feeling themselves. That, no, they have no. got really great fans there that will like really get into it, and they like Notre Dame felt the 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 home field advantage that they had there at uh, at Papa John Stadium, so.
3: He, yeah, one of the best named stadiums in all of America, no <laughs> yeah. doubt about it. Uh, what when I look at Notre Dame, but like I when I to me it starts and stops with Sam Hartman. And when I watch Sam Hartman, I see flashes. When I watch him play, I'm like, man, I think this guy's got a heck of a future. I think he can really, really, really be something. And I think people are undervaluing him a little bit, even at, with how well he had played up to the Louisville game. And then we get the Louisville game. And I'm, I think to myself, no, oh, Sam, why, why, why? But I, to, I have to be honest, I'm, I'm a little, even though I know, I know people, we all saw what happened with, with uh, USC and Arizona. We all saw what happened. But to me, to, to see that Notre Dame is being favored in this game, I'm still a little surprised by that. Yeah. I, I know we got the, the, I know it's USC, Notre Dame. I know it's at Notre Dame. I get all, you know, I get everything surrounding the pomp and circumstance of that. But when I'm looking at these two teams right now, I, I'm, I don't really see Notre Dame being in a position to, to win this game. I really don't. I think USC is a much better team overall, even though, like you mentioned, yes, defensively, they, they were terrible against Arizona, terrible, but, I still think USC has enough firepower there to get past Notre Dame and possibly get past Notre Dame somewhat comfortably.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm leaning there. All right. We'll take a break right here. When we come back a shorter segment. Who's got the clearest path to the CFP. That's not named Georgia or Michigan. We have to take them out because yes, they both have a, 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 a Michigan actually doesn't have as clever path as Georgia does right now, but even still, let's just take those two out because they're the two favorites Let's throw everybody else in the
5: mix. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster.
1: This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the
2: Triple Option, Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome back. Paul Catalina, Pierre Newsom, Fox 9, Minneapolis. And uh, uh, Pierre, uh, Minnesota, uh, after that, after the Michigan game, do do you like, how do they pick themselves? I want to ask you this real quick. How do they pick themselves off the mat?
3: Well, I I think what they have to do first and foremost is get healthy. They've been, and I know that you can say that about just about any team in the country, but. They really have been missing a lot of key pieces. Uh, first and foremost, Darius Taylor, their running back, who has been an absolute freshman sensation. And on top of that, defensively, Cody Lindenberg, who's uh, we haven't seen him all season long. He was going to be their starting linebacker. This was supposed to be a big year for him. Had an injury in the preseason. Went through the walkthrough, from what I was told. Went through the walkthrough before the game in North Carolina. Was supposed to play in that game. Had a setback in the walkthrough, and we haven't seen him since. So getting healthy would be a great start. But for for me, especially with the way that you know they've lost three of their last four games, I, I think it's just about maintaining trust in, in in the process and the scheme. And and to be honest, when you look at the schedule the rest of the way outside of Ohio State. You know, the Big Ten West, as it is every year, is always wide open. I don't see any one team being all that much better than the other. So they have to just kind of sit down and say, listen, it's still all right in front of us, and it is in the Big Ten West.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Of course, Florida Rosedale's next, right? uh,
3: Yes. Because they're off this week? Well, they're off this week, so I I took my brain off of uh, Minnesota football for a week, but yes, I believe that's correct. All
2: right, good deal. Okay, of the teams not named Georgia and Michigan, who do you feel Pierre has the clearest path to the college football playoff? That I mean,
3: even as we say, even as we say Michigan, you know, it, it's it, does just if we're leaving Michigan off the table, does that also kind of offset Ohio State and Penn State? Yeah, they'll
2: they'll have to play each other. So yeah, they yeah. Did, like they don't really. That's not a like those three don't really have a clear path, right? Right. Because. No. Because there's a there's a very real scenario in that regard of the uh, Texas Texas Tech OU thing where yes. everybody trades off a lo- you know a loss with a different team and then they're sitting there like you know the Spider Man meme with with one yeah. more yeah, you know right yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So
2: like that's what they're doing. So you know if if you know Michigan loses to Penn State but beats Ohio State. Ohio right. state beats Penn state, like all those things that could happen. Like it's, it's going to be yeah. weird, you know? Right. So, so. That, that
3: essentially answers the question. Yeah. I don't think either for me, it's Oklahoma at this point. Yeah. I think, is it not Oklahoma? I mean, Oklahoma has got to be a contender for that. You look at their schedule the rest of the way, Kansas, I think is the only ranked opponent left. They have mm-hmm. on the schedule right now. Yeah. So um, I, for me, it's, it's Oklahoma. They, they have everything. In front of them, they control every bit of their own destiny, in my opinion. So I think it's got to be Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, look, they've got uh, a UCF team who's struggling to stop the run next week. Uh, Kansas, like you said, Oklahoma State, who had a nice win against Kansas State, but may have just exposed that the rest of the Big 12 is just kind of this clump in the middle. Um, Yeah. West Virginia West is the probably scariest one because they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Sure. And then BYU and TCU who play each other this week, and I think that the, the rubber is going to meet the road uh, in that game a little bit there. So, yeah, Oklahoma one. Look, uh, even though they took a loss uh, uh, to Oklahoma, I think the second one I'm going to say is Texas because all that they would have would be Oklahoma in their way. And then sure. depending on, you know, How Alab—I think probably how Alabama fares the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. If Texas can win out, they might find their way back into the CFP. Now they're probably going to need some help somewhere else, uh, particularly the—I would say the Pac-12 and the ACC beating up on each other, so that you have that, like you don't, you know, the Big Ten, like all those other conferences kind of beating up on each other. uh, Because I'm assuming right now that Georgia's not going to lose. I just. I, I, I don't see it happening for them. Yeah, like same. I and, and like I do I have said that like I think it's gonna be hard for them to keep up their winning streak because a weird team's gonna get them. But they've already had like two scares in a row and then responded to that game against Kentucky. And I you know, I just I just can't see it. Like I just don't, don't I may have to back off of that. But I do like, you know, like Florida might be the best team left on their schedule and they're, they're just kind of average. So. Right. I, that's uh, to me. And
3: this is the other interesting part of, um, of, of this debate in this conversation, like you just said, especially when you look at the teams in the big 10, there's, it's always, it always feels like it's a three team race. It's and and what if, and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, what if Penn Penn state ran the table? Obviously they would automatically be in. I mean, there's no question that Penn state would be in, but do I think that's going to happen? No. Um, I really would have loved to have seen that game last week between Ohio State and Maryland. I would have loved to see that game being played in Maryland. I yeah. think that could have gotten a little extra spicy. Um, but Ohio State went out and, and, and proved it against Maryland. So, it, man, it, that three team race in the Big Ten. Yeah, you're right. Somebody's going to have to. Somebody's going to have to knock off somebody here in order to kind of clear the path a little bit by the end of the season.
2: Yeah. Um, I'll throw a plug in that like Florida State should have a pretty clear path. I mean, yeah. they, like they do have Duke and Miami and Florida left on the schedule. Look, they get four, look four and two Syracuse this week. I I don't think that's actually going to be, um, you know, as big of a problem for them. I mean, I think Syracuse is is solidly in the second tier of the ACC, and they've kind of proven yeah. that year over year. Uh, I mean, now you saw that like
3: last week against North Carolina, yeah. and the
2: week before against Clemson. Like you yeah. know, that like the the better teams just kind of beat them. Uh, so. Um, and that's that's what's happened to them for for a couple years now. Duke will be interesting if Riley Leonard plays in the next couple weeks. Um, I know that Mike Elko has said he's day to day. I kind of think that's gamesmanship. I mean, he, you know, I think he probably won't play this week, and then we'll see. At like they've got to really, you know, and I know, look, they have, um, they have FSU next, but um, in, in a week. But this week, you know, when they play against NC state. I think they can maybe get by without him. So, yeah. uh, they gotta, they're really focused on that if they want to contend, but they have Florida state and Louisville back to back. So like their path, to even the ACC North Carolina's path, uh, after this week, I think it's a little bit smoother, but they also have to play. They have to play Clemson, uh, and Duke in back to back weeks. So yeah, I, I mean, there's not many that have like a smooth sailing. Like none of the teams in the Pac-12 because they all have to play each other. Oregon, Washington, USC all have to play each other right now.
3: Yeah, you know. Does North? Does it, let me ask you this: Does North Carolina really impress you that much? So when I'm looking at, it, it's like I, I'm not really sure what to make of North Carolina. To be honest, like I don't feel like they're as good as where they're ranked. But it's, you know, I, maybe
2: I'm at, undervaluing at, them a little bit. Ask me after this week. Yeah, like yeah, if fair. you if you go in and. And beat Miami in it's kind of the same vein you beat you know Syracuse and Pitt, then like, yeah, okay, and not Pitt's not yeah. a good team, but like if you go in and beat them and you kind of handle that and, and and officially kind of end their shot at the ACC title, like if you do that, then yeah, you know you've taken out sure. yeah. if, if you take out another contender for the for the crown, because Miami's a con- like right now, there's what four legit contenders for the ACC title. UNC, Duke, Miami, Florida State, five, Louisville. So there's five. So the more you take out there, and UNC, Florida State, and Louisville won't play each other. So, right. you know, there's a scenario where they could all wind up with the same record. Uh, no doubt. And, and then you go to, like, this cacophony of tiebreakers. <laughs> That's... <laughs> but if
3: we reached deep into your vocab mm-hmm. book for that one. It might where, even have like, been the oh, right I usage in, for it,
2: but... I, I, I'm impressed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's Not just weird. The right pronunciation cacophony there you go there it is yeah there it is yeah i'm impressed i'm impressed like our producer mr well actually over there Ah, ah, ah. is that on his business
4: card yeah mr well actually yeah. Well, actually, love it. well, actually, I don't get paid enough for business cards.
3: Oh, <laughs> wow. Guys. See, you know what that sounds, you know what that sounds like to me, Paul? Yeah. That sounds like 28 year old Pierre Newsham. That's exactly, <laughs> what he would say. That's exactly something you would say. So
2: take it, take a good look, Jack. That's where you're headed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come up <laughs> to the great, great bold North, Jack. <laughs> so uh, anyway. All right. Well, enough messing around. It's time to do some picks. Right after this, Pierre continues his dominant run, probably.
5: This is the triple option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected, get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni.
0: Stepping into the boots of a U.S. Army officer can add confidence and leadership skills to your son or daughter's career path. See all the things they can achieve in our boots at GoArmy.com. U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Company, 254-598-8131 or 254-776-1543
2: First.
0: It's another time to speak with Samantha Duval from TexasBeefHouse.com handles the marketing and someone that you will talk to a lot when you do call for the great product of the Texas Raised Wagyu Beef. It's college football season, tailgating, it's a big deal. People love to put beef and pork and chicken etc. on the grill. Let me know what you have. We've got everything. If you've got a morning game, you can get our breakfast sausage or our bacon. You can tailgate with some breakfast tacos. If you've got an afternoon or evening game. We, of course, got our hamburger patties, their half-pound patties, four patties to a package, and we even have jalapeno and cheese patties. They're amazing. They'll blow your mind. Just that extra flavor, not too spicy. They have a high-heat cheese, so they don't melt on the grill, and our patties don't shrink up on the grill either. Anytime you order, use our code SICKEM10 to get 10% off your order of $100 or more. Where is the best beef in Texas? Your house. When you order from Texas Beef House, unleash the flavor of Texas-raised Wagyu. From our pasture to your plate, that's Samantha the Duvall, TexasBeefHouse.com.
5: There are 26 letters in the alphabet, over 600,000 words in the dictionary, and just three of them said together can change everything. Let's order pizza. Those three words lead to dough made from scratch and three fresh signature cheeses that blanket golden crust in a heavenly melt on Marcos Pizza that'll blow your mind. So visit Marcos.com to order and stop by Marcos Pizza in Belmead, China Spring, Woodway, and in Robinson. Marcos, pizza lovers get it
1: this is 365 sports powered by sikkim365.com welcome to the triple option here's your host paul catalina
2: all right it's time for our weekly picks Pierre is dominating, as you see, 23 and 7. Jack is in second place at 17 and 13. Levi and I tied at 15 and 15. And poor Garrett, who is uh, had taken the day off today, and uh, nobody's uh, earned it more than Garrett has, is 10 and 20 on the season. So he, his goal first has to be catching us, right? Like catching me and Levi, and then we'll see what happens from there. So. Um, But, Pierre, you are dominating. You have a six-game lead over Jack.
3: I can't believe it myself. As we said at the beginning of the show, blind pig finds mud every once in a while, and I guess I've just been able to find a lot of it this season. All right.
2: Uh, We are to the halfway point of our season, and so that means we're done with the punishments I thought up, so we're going to have to workshop some more. But uh, this one will be doing the picks from a cold tub. So, <laughs> Don't, isn't isn't living in Minnesota punishment
3: enough? Like when it comes to that, like I mean, my goodness, my goodness, Paul. We
2: could just have you do it on your phone instead of you lose. Just right, pick just, it, just tell me what the weather is and go stand outside in clothes that are not appropriate for the weather. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. You live yes. in a, you live in a cold tub. I get it.
3: Oh my God. Yeah.
2: Hi. Hi. Tomorrow's supposed to only be 49, Paul. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, Jack, is my beard hitting the microphone? Yes, a lot. Yeah, okay. Hold on. We're going <laughs> to...
4: I'm muting Paul while he does this so you don't have to deal with all that noise. This all right. Is, this is in, in, okay.
3: TV, in TV, Paul, as you know, you know, they don't really encourage facial hair. Yeah. So for yeah, that, that's th- something I don't have to worry about. Is that for that reason? So. Yeah. I, I wonder if it poses a bit of a lighting problem as well.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Look, um, my wife makes me have this, and since I got married, I don't have free will, so... Well, there you have it. Here we are. So, she, yeah.
4: I haven't she, known you without a beard.
2: Yeah, see? We, well, you haven't known me since uh, a man and I weren't dating. So, really? Yeah, we've been dating the whole time that huh. I've known you. So. Cool. Well, i now married, so yeah. Nope. This was one of those things. I said, you know, it was during COVID. I said, I should grow a beard. And she said, yes, do it. And then it's been here. <laughs> so... Uh, it works for me. I get it, buddy. It does. Yeah, it does. All you look right. great. You Thank look you. great, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. All, right. All right. First <laughs> pick buddy. on the board: uh, SC and Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame's the favorite in this, and like part of me wants to like call that like that they're gonna go ahead and win in South Bend against USC, and USC's been playing with fire. I just don't think a team with an offense like Notre Dame's is going to be the one who gets them now. Oregon and Washington and Washington, like whoever they have to play after this, somebody's going to give them maybe a couple times. But I'm going to roll with Superman and Caleb Williams in this one.
3: As uh, as somebody born and raised in Northern California, where we would always say you can't spell suck without USC, uh, it pains me to do it. But I'm also going to take USC in this matchup
2: as well.
4: All right, Jack. Yeah, I think Notre Dame is reeling and. I don't trust their defense to stop uh, USC enough this time, so I'm going with USC as well.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to make some physical plays, but eh, I just don't do it. All right, uh, who does Garrett have? Garrett has, sorry, let me pull that up. Garrett has USC. Okay, not going to gain anything on us on that one. Levi, who you got? Well, I to
4: pick USC that's why. Well, he says it's lame. Um, I really need to remember well, to set up to the Levi mic. No. Yeah.
2: He's going He's going USC, so across the board, Trojans in that one. Vegas disagrees with us, so we'll see yeah. who's smarter, us or the Sharks. All right, UCLA, Oregon State. Levi, who you got? UCLA. Okay, yep. California Dreamin', Levi is. Okay, Garrett.
4: Garrett has Oregon State.
2: Garrett has Oregon State.
4: All right. And since they're in Corvallis, I'm going with Oregon State as well. All right. Picking the
2: home team right there.
3: Pierre, who you got? I was the only one that picked UCLA last week. Um, and I have to tell you, I'm not going to do it again this week. I'm going to Oregon State. Damn. All
4: right. I, I thought I was going to make up some ground there.
2: I am going to take UCLA and their defense uh, to make some noise here against DJU uh, and... <laughs> Levi and I are going to, we're just <laughs> Batman and Robin <laughs> together on <laughs> uh, this one. Okay. Uh, biggest game of the week, Oregon and Washington from Husky Stadium. I think Oregon's defense is the difference in this game. It's going to be fantastic, but quack, quack, quack. Go Ducks. Pierre, who you got?
3: Go for those listening to the show earlier on, you know, you probably could tell in my voice I was leaning Oregon, and that's who I'm taking. I'm going to go with Oregon.
4: All right. Jack, who you got? Oh, man. I wanted to go Oregon just because, I don't know, I've always liked them a bit better, but I'd rather try and make up some ground. We're going to go with the home team. We're going to go with Washington. All right. Emma. There we go. All uh, right. Garrett agrees with that pick. Garrett. He's picking Washington. Okay. Levi, who you got?
5: I love you, Doug, but I'll go
2: Oregon. He's going Oregon. Ascend. There we go. All right. And that spells wow. <laughs>
4: <Ooh.
2: laughs> okay. Uh, Coming back around, BYU against TCU, a TCU team that's lost two games in a row and got really, like, bare-knuckle brawl, like, um, Brad Pitt and Snatch, like, knocked on the ground um, last week by Iowa State. Uh, Levi, who you got? I'll go BYU.
5: I know nothing about
2: TCU. Yeah. Hoover is his name. So... We'll see if he takes after President Hoover and is bad, or Hoover vacuums and is good. I don't know.
4: So Garrett and I had to pick this one in our Big Twelve picks over on the College Chaos podcast. Yeah, he took TCU. Okay, TCU here, and I'm taking BYU because as much as TCU got out physical last week and needs to show they're more physical this week with the whole Casazati Sunny Dykes like yelling match on the sidelines. I don't think they're capable of out physically in BYU. They might be able to hit the level, the same level, but I don't think they're capable of beating them in that way. So,
2: All right, Pierre, who you got? I'm going to take BYU in this game. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Kaz Kazati a little bit from his time here. I don't put much behind that argument. I just know that I don't know if it's something that they fix in a week, especially with a backup quarterback. And their, their offense just isn't hitting under Kendall Bryles the way that it It's intended to yet. So I think right now uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick BYU in this one because TCU is reeling. Um, And so there's one Garrett might pick up on us. Uh, for sure. Okay, Uh, coming back around, starting with me and ending with Levi, Miami and North Carolina, this is the prove-it game to me, the first one for North Carolina, where they say, okay, here's who we are, and we are legit a team that can win this league. I think they'll play well. I think Miami will be super hyper-focused and make it a game, but I think Drake May, uh, just a hair better than Tyler Van Dyke uh, in this one and probably a better quarterback in general. So I'm taking Matt Brown.
3: Earlier in the show, Paul, you were talking about how this, you know, you, Miami could go one of two ways here. And I'm more inclined to believe it's the former with them, like being laser focused and ensuring that this game, the, that type of result doesn't happen again. A- and yet, like, and I just, in the previous segment, I was just talking about how I don't think North Carolina is all that good. And yet, so it sounds like I'm going to take Miami, but you know what? I'm taking North Carolina. I think North uh, Carolina's
2: going to win this game. All right. They are at home. Jack, who you got?
4: I mean, I've got, I've got family ties to North Carolina. I feel like they've got the better quarterback. And as much as I want to pick up games, I'm not going to take that stance twice in one week. I'm going with the Tar Heels. No,
2: you don't want to go to chase points too early, you know.
4: Especially not when I'm in second place. Yeah, you don't want to chase
2: points. And uh, you, you, do have, you do have an opportunity here. So yep, you've got an opportunity here. So uh, all right, uh, Garrett, who did Garrett have? Garrett had North Carolina. All right. Let's see if Levi's got the stones. Yeah, I like that one.
4: I'll go my end. All right.
2: <laughs>
3: wow,
4: you really mean. just talked him into that one, Paul. Uh, <laughs> well, look, hey. I
2: don't think, I don't think Tyler Van Dyke's going it, but I what? agree with they're going to be, like, super focused. Okay, yeah. Super focused. That's what he thinks. Not, not, a, not, a, bad, not a bad decision there. So, uh, all right, well, Levi and I will not be tied after this week. So one of us will be ahead of the other, uh, and I have I can pick up one game on Pierre. So uh, Jack, same thing, and Garrett, Garrett, same thing. So best shot, Pierre. You're in first place by, like, one less game. Oh, <laughs> so, man. By five
4: games uh, instead of six.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the empire will be crumbling by that point. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll be it. You'll have to quit. All yeah. right. Well, that's going to about do it for us. Pierre, uh, no Minnesota this week. How do you spend your Saturdays when you don't have to cover the Gophers?
3: To be honest, I actually I picked, I'm, I was owed a comp day. So I will be doing absolutely nothing on Saturday except for sitting on my couch and watching college football. That's exactly what I'll be doing. There
2: you go. I will be going to Austin. Baylor's off this week. Yeah. I'm taking the wife to Austin. Beautiful. Yeah. She's, Make sure you're you going to go to Franklin? She, no, um, I uh, could not. I'm not on a Saturday. Like, hey, you want to oh, yeah, get up at 5 yeah, o'clock in the morning too. on a Saturday yeah. and wait in what
3: line? Was I no. What was I thinking? You're right. What was I thinking? Th- that's something that you and I would do. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yes.
2: And then bring... That sounds back. like an
3: amazing race, an amazing race challenge perhaps when yeah. you and I can look forward to, yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, that's, hey, we'll pitch it to them when they can, like, here's an idea for you. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> who can who can get to the front of the line fastest at Franklin <laughs> Barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> yeah, that one, and then if you don't get, like, because they do run out of meat, right? Yes, So, like, correct. you know, they have to, I don't know if you saw last night's episode. I did. But, you know, they have to, like, they had the they had fruits that they had to like take yes, to these boats to deliver. And deliver. Yeah. Well, if you don't get them all done, then you have to like go back and all this stuff. So if you don't get brisket, ribs, and sausage and turkey, like if you don't get a meat, then you like you know you have to back of the line. back yeah. of the line. Hope it's still there. Yeah, you have to go to another barbecue place across town. In fair enough. In Austin traffic in the middle of the day. Good luck. Yeah, worse worse than Thailand. I promise you that. Yeah. Like you're oh, better, 100%. better off we'll in a, bo- a boat in Vietnam. Like counting yeah. your time down. <laughs> so. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm loving that we can talk about the Amazing Race, which we might do more oh, yeah. often than not. Yeah. Phenomenal show. Yeah, we're gonna. This will, this could be the first of our many audition videos for Phil and the gang. Cannot wait. I hope the people at CBS are watching. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. This is the triple option for Pierre, for Levi, for Jack and Garrett. We're back again on Monday. Have a great football weekend, everybody.
5: If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster.